Hey everyone, this is Krishan. Hope you're doing well. Welcome to Snowpal's podcast. In this podcast, I want to talk about uh, UI components and reusability of those components. Uh, but before I go into the podcast, uh, I want to ask you if you've checked out our newest features. There are quite a few of them. We've pushed a bunch of changes to production uh, in the last, uh, I want to say, two to four weeks. Uh, so go take a look at it. Uh, and make your pick as to which ones you you're going to fall in love with. Uh, there are a variety of things that you might like. Uh, just go check it out. And uh, if you have any comments uh, or questions, feel free to you know uh, get back to me or write to me. Right? There's there's plenty of ways for you to reach me. Um, uh, thank you. And having said that, let's get into the content of this particular podcast. And I said I want to talk about uh, reusability of UI components. And let me explain what I mean by that. And uh, a lot of this discussion uh, is going to be stack agnostic, at least for the most part, right? I have to make contextual references to certain uh, components and certain frameworks just because, you know, it's easier to think that way. But even if you aren't using those very same frameworks or libraries, it it shouldn't matter because underlying premise of this, this monologue, hopefully, uh, will help you. So the example I want to take is, let's say you're starting out to build a UI page. Um, it, it actually doesn't matter if it's a web page, uh, a native mobile page or, or a mobile web page, uh, or in other words, an iPad app or whatever the uh, the uh, client is, right? It, it actually doesn't matter. But let's say you're building a screen or a page and you're, you need uh, for it to do a certain uh, set of things. Now, there are certain aspects of that page or screen. Uh, by screen, I generally refer to mobile apps, and by page, I mean to refer to web apps. Uh, I know it's the right usage, but that's uh, the first set of words that come to my mind. Uh, in any case, so you have a certain problems, bu- set of business problems that you want to solve, and you want to keep your focus to solving those problems, right? You don't want to uh, solve problems that, ha- that have already been solved uh, by somebody else. Uh, and what I mean by that is, if I have to have a certain UI page in a, or a screen do uh, three things and trying to make it too generic is a little bit hard as well as you can see because I am not able to quote a particular example. But let's say the page has to do three things and after it does those three things, you click save and submit. The request is, is submitted, right? Something as simple as that. Now, you, you are going to uh, look for certain components uh, presentational components or widgets, or whatever the right term is for uh, in the context of the stack that you're using, because React calls it differently from Flutter, uh, from Ionic to to Xamarin to to whatever else, right? Uh, to Vue, and there's plenty of those frameworks out there. So you want to find a component that's going to best serve your needs. Now, sure, you're going to find a component. If you need a dropdown, you're going to look for a dropdown component. If you want a multi-select dropdown, you're going to look for one such component, and then you're going to take that. It promises a certain behavior, and you're going to get that behavior, at least for the most part, right? Sometimes you run into bugs, or maybe more often than not. You do, but whatever, right? You, you have the component. Now you're trying to focus, you're getting back to implementing your particular page and you're adding all of your business logic. Um, now that's all cool. Now you're building and you're implemented, you're done, you committed, you pushed, PR review happened, everyone's happy. Now you're building a second screen or someone else in your team, a team member is building a second screen or a page that is different in the problems it's solving, but it's very similar uh, fundamentally, right? And the underlying 
approach is not entirely different. It could be as similar as another page or a screen that's exactly the same, just a different set of fields. Or it could be a slightly different screen with a different set of fields, but it also has a lot of commonalities to whatever you had just built, right? Or what uh, someone else in your team had built previously. Now, again, uh, you those screens uh, comprise of one or more third-party reusable widgets or components, uh, say stateless widgets, for example, that you're using. But your page itself could be a stateful page, right? Uh, it could be stateful. It may be stateless with other stateless widgets. Doesn't I mean it does matter in some cases and not in other cases. But what I'm saying is you've done some value addition to those widgets that you've used, third-party widgets. Now, reusability doesn't, doesn't just mean you're using widgets in these smaller components and you're building these new pages and screens. That is sure, that's a great starting point, but that's all the, but that's just a starting point, nothing more than that. You want to create, continue to create these reusable components, even functional reusable components within your app. So when you're trying to solve a similar problem, tomorrow you don't have to redo any of this stuff or at least the parts that don't change. Or even if you're, re you're building a new screen that's a little bit different or quite different from the previous ones that you have, you want to look carefully and diligently for design patterns that may or may not be obvious to you to begin with. If the page does 10 things and there are three things that it does that I also need for it to do, then that's a good place to start already, right? So you want to make that a reusable functional component. And I'm using some of these words loosely and quite intentionally so. So you want to build those reusable, uh, you want to refactor your existing components uh, if they are not, if they were not designed to be reusable. And again, there's a, there's a gray line there. You don't want to over-engineer and make everything super generic and reusable because then you're probably, you're trying to, anticipate and solve a problem that you may or may not ever have or run into. At the same time, we don't want to just solve today's problem or this minute's problem. So you have to find a balance. And again, as you build more and the more experience you have uh, solving similar types of problems, uh, whether in that team or in the context of that industry or, or niche uh, or domain, uh, then you know, you're going to uh, sort of be able to tell uh, if there are such components. Uh, or if it's not just a matter of hunch, you you know, probably you have decent documentation that lets you search through and, and find these components, right? Obviously, the bigger you are, the bigger shop you are, and the lot more components that you have, let's say you have hundreds of components, it's going to be difficult to remember, obviously, so you have to have a more uh, meticulous way of finding those. But regardless, right, you want to take the opportunity to find ones that do exist, or if none exist, or if one does exist, but it's not entirely or truly reusable, you want to make sure you take that opportunity to refactor uh, because again, uh, you know, if, if you keep trying to solve the current problem in the quickest way possible or quickest and dirtiest way possible, then we're not going to improve our code basis and that's not going to help our time to market at all, right? Even if it takes you two, three, four additional hours today or maybe one additional day uh, in some cases, I think it's going to save a number of days for a number of developers in the longer run. So you, you definitely uh, should consider resorting to that approach. Now that now let's say you found a component that does a lot of what you have, uh, what you need, uh, but it may has, maybe it has more or less, uh, but you, you refactor, make that standalone 
to the extent possible and then you rewire the existing usages to use that component and obviously go back and test it or run through your automation suites and then start using that newly refactored component for the new problem that you're solving. Now you've created a new design pattern and one that did not exist before this current effort or before you ran into the problem and found a solution to that problem. The next time you come to this code base or some your team member is implementing some other screens, they can now consume the new presentational component or a functional component or whatever the component it is that you created. Uh, they are able to benefit from the effort that you just uh, made, right? So it's going to make everybody happy. Uh, um, so I think it's important to remember that because more I've seen a lot of times everyone's rushed to doing things and uh, you're you're rushed, but you're redoing a lot of it in the interest of trying to get it done sooner. And maybe you have to just step back and take a, a different approach. Uh, some of this might be obvious to a lot of you, but hopefully not all of it is obvious to all of you. So someone gained from this podcast. Um, thank you and talk to you soon.